to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. I am so excited for you guys to hear today's episode with my friend Danielle Gronich. She always blows my mind because she has so much knowledge in that brain of hers. It's insane. I absolutely love it. But before we get into that, I have a few quick updates for you. First of all, I know everybody is anxiously awaiting the results of the 200th episode giveaway. It was a huge giveaway, an epic giveaway, and we have picked the winners, so I want to just announce them publicly. First of all, thank you to everybody who entered the giveaway. You guys had amazing entries. You submitted the sweetest comments, and it really means a lot to me, and I'm really glad that so many of you got involved. I wish all of you could win the prizes, but you're winners in my heart. You're all winners in my heart. Unfortunately, only three people could win. We have one grand prize winner and two secondary winners. So the grand prize winner is Anna Both. Anna Both. I'm sorry, Anna. I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name, but I think it's both. Anna Both, you are the grand prize winner. Congratulations. Thank you for all of your amazing entries. And then we have the two runners up. So the two runners up are Joe Morrissey. Thank you, Joe. And Kaylee Murphy. The winners have been contacted to get their shipping information so they can receive their prizes. So if you're one of the three lucky winners, I can't wait for you to get all of your fun products. And thank you again for entering. Thank you to everybody who entered. I'm really excited that the 200th episode went so well and that so many of you were excited about it. If you didn't win this time, don't worry. There are plenty of opportunities in the future for giveaways coming up. I have some things up my sleeve. And many of the products featured in the giveaway might show up in the epic swag bags at the Wellness Realness Retreat. If you have not already gotten your retreat ticket, now is the time. We only have a couple left down to the wire. So if you want to join in on the fun and come to the Wellness Realness Retreat in July, now is the time. The retreat will be here in beautiful San Diego, July 26th through July 28th. It's going to be the ultimate wellness weekend. We are going to go hiking, have a yoga class, do acupuncture, group Reiki, nutrient drips, vitamin shots, workshops on health, nutrition, body image, self-love, lots of 
deep talks with each other, getting to know other like-minded individuals. Of course, a ton of delicious paleo food. We are eating some of my favorite food in San Diego, including powerhouse pizza, peace pies, parakeet cafe, a home-cooked meal from Kelly Scott of Kelly's Clean Kitchen. It's going to be an amazing weekend. And if you want some one-on-one time with me, you can purchase a VIP ticket to have a one-on-one session with me that weekend. As it gets closer, I just get more and more excited. I just bought a few things for the retreat that are going to be a total surprise. I cannot wait. And I really want you there. I want to hang out with you. I want to meet you in real life and get to know you and grow a deeper community within the Wellness Realness podcast tribe. And these in-person connections are just irreplaceable. It's it's much different than connecting over the podcast, over social media. It's really, really life-changing. And I know so many of you could use this, need this. So sign up, take the opportunity. Plus, you're going to get epic swag bags, like I said. If you want to learn more and or purchase your ticket, you can go to bit.ly slash wellnessrealness2019. Again, that's bit.ly slash wellnessrealness2019 to find out all of the information about the Wellness Realness Retreat. One of the companies that may or may not be helping throw this retreat is Just Thrive Probiotic. This product is especially relevant to today's episode because in today's episode, we are chatting all about skincare, clear skin, skin health, and a high-quality probiotic is key for clear skin because the key to clear skin is gut health and the key to gut health is having a healthy gut microbiome and a high-quality probiotic will help to get you there. Just Thrive is also the only probiotic that has been shown in human clinical trials to help heal leaky gut in just 30 days. And leaky gut, again, is another main root cause of acne. Leaky gut is also the main root cause of a lot of major chronic illnesses suffered in the Western world, including heart disease, diabetes, autoimmune diseases, dementia, cancer, and more. I take this probiotic every single day, and it's the one that I recommend to all of my clients, and it's the one that has changed so many people's lives. Unfortunately, most of the probiotics out there on the shelves. Well, they're not real probiotics. They often do more harm than good because they're just fakes. Just Thrive, however, is a true probiotic and will make it all the way through the stomach so that it actually arrives 100% alive into the intestines. Most probiotics don't survive the harsh gastric environment of the stomach and they're not actually true probiotics because they don't arrive alive in the intestines. Instead, you're just ingesting dead bacteria and it's not really doing anything for you. This is why people are shocked to hear that you really don't want to depend on a probiotic that has to be refrigerated. If it can't be left at room temperature, how is it going to survive 
your gastric environment? That's my question to you. The other common misconception about probiotics is that, well, most people just want to get as many CFUs as possible. But the truth is that it's not about how many probiotic cells are in the product. It's about how many effective cells get to the intestines alive. Studies have shown that the strains in Just Thrive create a 30% favorable shift in the microbiome by using just 1 billion CFUs per day. That's a 30 trillion organism changed by just 1 billion spores. That's why the focus needs to be on quality, not quantity. The strains in Just Thrive have a unique ability to modulate the immune system in a positive way. The spores sort of tutor your immune system to be able to detect and attack pathogens and toxins in the body. Just Thrive is going to help upregulate the T-regulatory system, which will help to suppress any unfavorable immune responses, including allergies and food sensitivities. And I know many people's allergies tend to act up this time of year, but it's often just a result of poor gut health, and sometimes a probiotic can actually get rid of that. With 80% of our immune system found in our gut, Just Thrive is critical for maintaining optimal health, especially during this season if you travel a lot, if you're high stress. Just Thrive also helps with metabolic reconditioning because the strains in Just Thrive Probiotic have the ability to improve the production of short-chain fatty acids, especially butyrate, acetate, and propionate. With a 40% increase in short-chain fatty acid production, these strains will help to cause measurable metabolic shifts in the body, and that higher production of short-chain fatty acids is going to result in less fat storage, higher fat burn, improved insulin sensitivity, improved satiety, and less gut and systemic inflammation. Probiotics are key for weight loss, maintaining a healthy weight. They're key for balancing out our mood since 90% of our serotonin is produced in the gut. Key for getting rid of allergies, like I mentioned. It can help with joint pain. It can help with recovery if you're an athlete. If you have a compromised gut, you know you have compromised digestion. Make sure you're on a real, true, 100 percent legit probiotic and just thrive is what i highly recommend so many people say they don't notice a difference with their probiotic and that's usually because it's not the real deal just thrive is the real deal so many people tell me i thought my probiotic wasn't doing anything before i thought that they were a waste of money and then i switched to this one and now i feel so much better and i say i told you so if you are ready to try out Just Thrive Probiotic yourself, just go to bit.ly slash thriveprobioticcrw and you can use my discount code Christina15 for 15% off. Again, that's bit.ly slash thriveprobioticcrw and my code for 15% off is Christina15. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-1-5. And like I mentioned, having a high-quality probiotic in your supplement routine is really helpful for helping to clear your skin and or maintain its clarity, vibrance, youthfulness, because gut health is the key to all, which is something we will discuss 
more on today's episode with Danielle. So today's guest is my friend Danielle Gronich. She is the owner of San Diego Acne Clinic right here in San Diego, of course. And she has helped to transform thousands of people's skin. She specializes in skincare anti-acne treatment. And she is one of the founders of Clear Stem Skincare. She is the CEO of the company. She is one of the smartest people I know. I don't even think in this episode you we scratched the surface of how much is in her brain. The first time I saw Danielle at San Diego Acne Clinic, I was just laying on the table jamming out to her killer playlist because she has a killer playlist. And she's just telling me all of this scientific information and I thought are you actually a chemist and she just laughed and said no I just geek out over chemistry and physics and I I loved it I love it Danielle is such a bright light I adore her and if you are in the San Diego area and need help clearing your skin go to San Diego Acne Clinic Danielle is all about results and she is a badass businesswoman and she takes her products seriously, her clients seriously. She attacks any issue from every single angle. She is so hardworking, so kind, so funny, so sweet. I love her so much and she does incredible work. I've gotten a few treatments from Danielle since moving to San Diego. Of course, anytime I need a skin treatment, I go to see her and I just love how results driven she is. And there is actually a specific trouble spot I had with some scarring. And within two sessions, she had made more progress with it than I had in like three years of trying to laser it. She really knows what she's doing. And I highly recommend her services. And of course, in this episode, you will hear more about the origin story of Clear Stem and why she wanted to develop it and why she picked the ingredients she picked to be part of the formula and sort of what she had to go through to figure out exactly what she wanted in the product and what it's been like building the brand and everything in between. So I am really excited for you guys to hear this episode. You can always find the resources Danielle mentioned and more from her at clearstemskincare.com or just look up Clearstem Skincare on Instagram. Now that you know a little bit more about Danielle, let's go ahead and hop into this conversation about all things skincare. Into like, I don't know, researching or coming up a lot with clients or something. Yes, eggs. Mm. yeah that was my most recent like breakout situation my skin was perfect for a long 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 time and then I wanted to just get my diet more on point and just be like 80 20 vegetables with some protein and so I cut out meat and I would just do like seafood here and there but um I was eating a lot of eggs like the farmer's markets right across the street from my house Mm -hmm. so I was going and getting like the perfect purest eggs and I didn't realize that eggs have a shit ton of progesterone in them so that's the same thing that makes you break out when you're PMSing, basically. Okay, wait. Let's just roll into this. You ready? Yeah. I recorded that. Okay. So you just said that. Okay, so let's talk more about 
actually, that's a good point because I'm on my period right now and I'm breaking out like mad. So can you explain what's happening in the body? Like why do people break out when they're on the period? Yes. So people break out at two different times during their cycle. The first is around day 14, 15, and that is when you ovulate. And so your body produces something called follicle stimulating hormone. You often see it just says FSH. And that literally will stimulate growth in the follicle to, to help with the egg and, you know, for getting that ready for fertilization and getting it optimal, but it also stimulates breakouts like in hair follicles. So that's where you get the hormonal acne in your goatee area and your jaw area. It's where you'd have a beard. Mm. So some women, it even goes like in their hairline, like I'll, I'll get that too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because when women are going through IVF treatment, I've had probably a good six of them that I've like treated their skin before, during and after IVF. They basically dose them with a lot of follicle-stimulating hormone for the support of ovulation. Oh. Yeah, but it's a whole heck of a lot. So they'll get full-on acne in their scalp. They'll get it all over. Like, pretty much every hair follicle mm. will just be, like, activated. So it'll just be dominating the lower half of their face and down to their neck. So that's similar to what happened to me when I was having too many eggs. Granted, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I probably should have known that. But I've been eating eggs my whole life with no issues. So yeah. it just seemed like a really good source of protein with, you know, natural vitamin D and B vitamins and other things that you would otherwise get from meat generally. So, um, yeah. So do you think that's something that everybody could potentially deal with with eggs or is that yes, like too many eggs devils many in eggs. the dosage uh-huh. with everything devils in the dosage with supplements. It's with oils. It's with like everything. Well, since we're talking about food, let's talk about other foods that could potentially be acne triggers. Yep. So in that same uh, shift that I was trying to make where I was doing more like more vegan, but with eggs. Um, so all the, the, you know, the vegetables I was eating and all the dips, like my favorite is like the majestic garlic dip. Mm-hmm. It's so good. You can eat it by the spoonful. <laughs> that one. And then like, um, it's just like vegan A's is another perfect example. If you look at the oils that they're using, I mean, yeah, it's vegan, but they're using a ton of canola oil and mm-hmm. a lot of safflower oil. Mm-hmm. And the omega-6 content, pretty high. Same thing with coconut oil even. Like, you know, back when Bulletproof first came out, everyone was doing the MCT and everything. And it it never agreed with me. It's just a little too much omega-6. Yeah. Like, yeah, it has good other things. But that much omega-6 is high inflammation. And everyone kind of knows that. So I see a lot of my vegan clients break out because they're using a ton of those, like, processed vegan sauces and dips and marinades and all those things yeah what about like the unprocessed unprocessed options um so coconut oil is there anything else i think the fats is interesting because i think of fats um they can be helpful for the skin, right? If, so, yes. if someone has really dry skin, but then like you're saying, like the dosage slash the type probably matter. Yes. So omega-3, everyone knows and loves omega-3. That's your salmon, your avocado, your almonds, etc. But then, then there's omega-9, which people aren't too familiar with. I'm mm-hmm. becoming more familiar with it. You don't seek out omega-9 because your body can actually produce it on its own. So it's not one of, it's not essential, meaning you have to seek it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So um, it, the focus generally isn't on that. Um, so omega-9, I actually, my new favorite thing is macadamia nuts because they are very low in omega-6, but they do have some omega-3 and lots of omega-9. I find that with my schedule, and I literally have some in my backpack, I have just a baggie, like a little five-year-old, mm-hmm. I have a little baggie of macadamia snacks and I carry it with me everywhere. I'll pop like three so or four. Good. They taste like butter to me. <laughs> they taste like butter. They're so good. They're so good. Okay, yeah. love that. And they that. give me like sustained energy. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like four or five hours. I bring them with me when I travel so that I don't eat crappy airport food. What what made you kind of want to go more to the vegan plus egg side and less animal? 
I was mainly just trying to do more vegetables. Okay. So, and I, I'm always testing things sometimes to my own peril, mm -hmm. um, but that's just how I roll. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do more vegetables and then just stick to just the, you know, minimum requirements for protein and make sure that protein had my, you know, B vitamins and natural sources of vitamin D because I don't take vitamin D supplements because mm -hmm. it turns me into a breakout like, just, mm -hmm. like 48 hours later, basically. Um, so I wanted to do that. That's it was spawned in just wanting more vegetables. But I every time I try to go vegan leaning, it just doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And granted, if I probably had more time to meal prep and cook and was better at it, maybe that would be different. But uh, it just doesn't work with my lifestyle right now. And I often find that I crave meat. Not only do grass-fed organic, I generally do lamb um, or bison. Mm -hmm. Something a little bit a little yeah. bit less processed than beef. Yeah, I'm definitely the same. I can't. My body, I just need animal protein. Yeah, like, as much I as I don't want to. You yeah. know, when I think about the farms and mm -hmm. the effect on the environment and all those other things, mm -hmm. I, I just, I need, I need meat here yeah. and there. Yeah, it doesn't work for everybody, for sure. It does not. Um. Okay. Okay. I love this. This is so interesting. Okay. What about, actually, while we're talking about food, before I move on from there, we talked a little bit before, like you had done like a keto fasting thing for a while, right? I did intermittent fasting. Okay. Yes. And t tell everybody like what your experience was with that and what happened. Oh, it's not good for women. <laughs> Both my naturopaths can attest to that. So I mainly did it because I found, I've always found that I work out harder and better in the morning if I haven't eaten first. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that had to do with like timing of when I eat because if you eat and then try to work out 20 minutes later, it's not going to feel very good. <laughs> but I'd always roll out of and go straight to a workout and my trainer would kind of lecture me about not eating prior to and how that's really bad but I'd always be like Matt I have so much more energy like every time you give me like 20 high fives it's when I haven't had breakfast you know there's obviously something to it yeah so I always kind of had it in my head that I'm I have more energy when I don't eat and that's kind of true because adrenaline kicks in at some point mm -hmm. and then adrenaline feels amazing you know you feel like he could be president <laughs> So um, I just kind of went with that. And my boyfriend at the time was doing intermittent fasting. And so it was his business partner. And his business partner had um, full-on uh, diabetes. And we watched it like go down to where he didn't even need insulin anymore doing it. So it really worked for him, mm -hmm. his lifestyle, his situation. For me, it, it felt like it was working for a really long time. And my skin was actually super happy because um, turns out I wasn't digesting my food very well. And that was a source of some other issues. And that was that's unique to me, though. And I've already kind of addressed that. But because of that, it felt my system was feeling great because it wasn't being it wasn't struggling to digest things. But what happened over the next nine months was that I started to feel the symptoms of adrenal fatigue and I could just feel like my, my cycle was kind of changing and I was chronically dehydrated because you actually get, as you know, most of your, most of your water through your food. Mm -hmm. So when you're eating maybe 700 calories a day, that's, you know, you drastically are under, under hydrating, mm -hmm. if you will. And I was still working out. So that it all added up basically. And it threw my hormones completely out of whack. And then I stopped responding to exercise like cold turkey. Mm -hmm. I used to play competitive soccer and could get my body back in three or four days if I wanted to. So I would take some liberties. That stopped. Mm. It stopped. So and it, then I started just like gaining weight in other areas like under my arms and like inner thighs and just places where I never had mm -hmm. that before. So my body was in starvation mode and it just started packing on pounds. 
Yeah. And then that just creates a whole hormonal thing that I am still at the process of reversing. It's been six months and I'm almost reversed. Yeah. I take, I mean, it takes, I mean, even to do that in six months is pretty impressive. For some people, it can take longer. Yeah. Um, well, luckily, I figured it out. I have a really good naturopath or Dr. Tamara Branson, I believe is her name in um, San Diego. It was like a month and a half to get in with her, but she does all the paneling you could possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could possibly ask for like it blew my mind we spent an hour and a half going over like what was in the blood and what does that mean and you know going over every liver and every organ function and um yeah so with the help of someone like her I'm able to get it back on track but she addressed a problem that I didn't even know I knew I had and I think a lot of people can kind of relate to that Mm -hmm. because everyone's got a bunch of mishmash of you know symptoms and things I think that's why it's so important to work with somebody when you're dealing with something like that because a lot of people just go on the internet and try and and there's a lot you can do on your own, but at the end of the day, with a lot of this stuff, just work. It's going to save you time and money in the long run to just work with somebody who knows what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. Finding someone who knows what they're doing yeah. is very challenging. Yeah. Well, so what? what's kind of the overview of, like, the protocol to get things back on track? What did you have to do? Like, I'm sure a lot of supplements were their lifestyle things. Yeah. Digestive enzymes are a game changer. Mm-hmm. And I recommend them to all my clients because mm-hmm. everybody can benefit from them. Mm-hmm. There's not really a downside. Yeah. And it Agreed. can actually help your body produce them more on their own, too. It's almost like kickstarting it, if you will, or jumpstarting your, your, your pancreas and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. So digestive enzymes help me break down my food. I even I get a little neutrophil style with it like I'll literally take lipase concentrate when I take my (laughs) omega (laughs) I love it and then the other vitamins that bind more when there's fat I'll take those with it so I definitely dose my vitamins specifically but the two main things that she got me on that changed my body almost instantly were the digestive enzymes Mm -hmm. and um something called indole 3 carbonyl mm. from metagenics which is a precursor to dim which mm. helps with estrogen metabolism mm-hmm. so that that was huge and then what else uh, I started doing the apple cider vinegar again just because I remembered how good it made me feel and it makes me feel as good today as it did a few years ago when I yeah. used to do it so um, those are the three things that I always take now. Yeah. yeah. What about, um, how did you get back into like exercise or what, what happened there? Well, I never stopped exercising. Oh. I was just making the mistake of thinking I needed to go two a day or yeah. just do harder. So I was doing like F45 and doing all of the most aggressive mm-hmm. workouts just wasn't working. Like, yeah, you'd get a good sweat and you get the endorphins, but my body was not changing. Mm-hmm. And if I were to have like a glass of wine, I would be like four pounds heavier the next day like everything was just off Mm -hmm. yeah I remember reading Jillian Michaels book back in the day and she even talked about the same thing and how your body can kind of go into starvation mode when you're not realizing it and if your hormones aren't on point exercise and all the normal things Mm -hmm. just don't work anymore so you just kept did you keep doing the same thing and you stop or what I changed to Pilates Uh because I've done done yoga forever but it doesn't really sculpt your body Mm -hmm. that well you know Mm -hmm. it's it's great but it's you'll plateau after Mm -hmm. a little while right if you're trying to sculpt your body, you'll kind of plateau with yoga, I feel. So I started doing Pilates Reformer, Pilates Plus. Mm. It's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of cardio. So it was a nice mental shift as yeah. well because I used to, when you used to play soccer or any other sport or go running or whatever, it's all about like fast and sprints mm-hmm. and quick things. Yeah. Pilates is the opposite of cardio. So this is so hard. It is so hard. It's hard, but when you see the results after like three times doing it, you're like, okay, yeah. this is nice. I know. I really want to start doing it but it's like this I'm like it's so hard <laughs> I could get the class pass before you commit uh, yeah I probably should yeah. there's a little studio down here that's like 
six classes for 20 bucks. And I'm like, I should just do that. That's but like nothing. I know. It's like, like they're paying you to not yeah, work out. I am like, it must be really bad. So like maybe it'd be easier for me to try. <laughs> but um, I recommend if you're going to start with that machine though, you definitely want to go during like a non-busy class and like let the instructor know yeah, it's your first time. To, like, yeah. Because the first time I tried it was like two, three years ago and I thought I hated it. I thought it was just a lot of clanking around and mm. I didn't break a sweat because I wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. right. And then I like almost fell and then I left early. Time under tension is real. Real deal. For real. But okay, let's... So we talked a little bit about food. I want to talk about supplements that could potentially be breaking people out. This is going to be really helpful. Yes. So the main ones that I see when someone comes in for a consultation or an evaluation, I should Mm -hmm. say, I go over a whole checklist full of things. But when it comes to the vitamins... What I ask them about is, are they taking, what should I say, what to, what sort of goes in your mouth in terms of pill form, whether it's pharmaceutical or supplement. But with supplements over the counter, I see B12 supplements a lot breaking people out. Everyone's kind of tired, you know, mm-hmm. everyone can relate to being more tired than they want. So B12 is the energy thing and that's where you get like the B12 shots and those IV drips and then just taking B vitamins and those are not bad. But if you look at B12 supplements, it's like... Four thousand percent. I know it's crazy. Yeah, it's not supposed to be that much. Yeah. It's that's loco. So what that does is it stimulates testosterone, and that's that's the energy part of it. So testosterone, any of your male hormones, your androgens, will have an acne side effect, mm-hmm. generally in the lower part of your face or on the upper lip. So that's where the B vitamins can come into play. The other really common one is vitamin D supplements. Most people are legitimately deficient, mm-hmm. but they'll go on like if their blood, you know, their paneling done and they'll be like, okay, I'm deficient. So I'm going to go get supplements. Seems logical, but then there's no end date and they don't have a follow-up with their doctor to retest. And with vitamin D, it's a fat soluble vitamin. It's one of the you know four main ones that stores up in your body. Mm-hmm. So basically you'll get a supplement and it'll have around 250% to like 500%. So two and a half times or five times generally what you're supposed to be taking, you start doing that every single day. Mm-hmm. So with something that stores up in your body, you get a surplus very fast. Yeah. Vitamin D surplus simulates testosterone. That's literally how they treat men with low T a lot mm. of the time. Yeah. That's why in general, people always ask me about multivitamins and I'm just not a fan of multivitamins because I'm like, you're getting just supplement with what you need personally in the right dosage yes. rather than take a general multi and you're getting five, six, seven hundred percent of what you need daily and it adds up yep. and then they can throw everything off balance, you know? Also, I was talking to someone else about this. I remember being in college, like before I got into, I had any health like knowledge, right? I just was like, I want my hair to grow longer, you know? So I look up on the internet, like I'll take biotin. So I start taking like prenatals and biotin and I had horrible acne. Yes. Like, and I was like, what's happening? And I was like, this is supposed to be good for my skin. Like, and it was breaking me out so horribly. And that was like one of the main, that was like the first time I realized I need to pay attention to supplements too. And it's funny how they'll tell you certain things are good for you for X, Y, and Z, but then it can cause other issues. Yeah. Biotin is the third one mm-hmm. that generally breaks people out. Luckily, anyone who comes to San Diego Acne Clinic, they probably already tried Biotin and had yeah. the exact same experience you did. So everyone's kind of aware of that. They just mm-hmm. quite don't understand maybe why. Yeah. So it does make your hair grow. It also makes your skin grow. If it can make your hair grow, it'll affect your skin. Mm-hmm. Some of the processes are identical. The keratinization and mm-hmm. um, just the, you know, the follicle, you know, mm-hmm. activity because you have hair follicle 
wrinkles all over your face. Yeah, you know? that's true. So anything that can affect your hair is going to affect your face. God. So yeah, the biotin and biotin is another one where it can be in crazy doses, like 10,000%. The biggest dosage of biotin I saw in a supplement that was recommended for daily use was 20,000 percent are you serious that just doesn't sound like a good idea anywhere anytime but i see it (laughs) and yeah what it does is it can make you break out in little bumps all over give you kp on your arms which is a little tiny rough bumps or if you already have breakouts it can make it go cystic because it makes your skin grow so thick that the pore is then buried underneath it and nothing can get out of there or in to dissolve it so it can be really bad can we talk a little bit about like what causes the different types of acne like i used to have really i never had like just like acne all over my face but I would get like cysts like just like and I'd have like always like four or five at once and it was you know and I'm like what causes that versus like the more normal types of acne versus like whiteheads like blackheads like yeah so the cystic acne is it has to do with how thick your skin is and you have awesome collagen I remember like (laughs) feeling your face and being low-key jealous because your collagen is just luscious thank you um, especially like on the cheeks and like the thicker parts those those parts can get clogged with things like blush or hair product or something Mm -hmm. from the pillowcase or just you know regular product usage if it has pore cloggers Mm -hmm. but because that skin is so thick it just kind of keeps growing and growing and the actual clog can be like you know, a half inch under the skin. Wow. So if it's just kind of chilling there and then we're not, say we're not exfoliating, say you weren't exfoliating at all. You didn't know that your skin would benefit from that. So it's just like an accumulative effect. Mm -hmm. And then the skin just keeps kind of growing on top of it. And then all of a sudden it's buried it and you have this little invader underneath your skin and it can't get out. And that's when your body recognizes, okay, time to send some, you know, white blood cells there. And that's when it gets inflamed under there. And it just looks like a big bump with no exit point. Yeah. That's a cystic acne one. Now that has to do with your genetic predisposition to make a lot of skin protein, which is actually a good thing, but it can lead to cystic acne if you're not exfoliating enough. But the people who don't get that, they just have like extra oil or just a lot of clogs or some hormonal imbalance, but they don't necessarily have the excessive skin protein growth. That's the difference between cystic and, you know, other. Okay. Interesting. Do you find that kind of the most common acne triggers are I don't know. I'm wondering if like diet versus supplements versus um, personal care products is one stand out over the other as being the most common like trigger for people. I would say personal care products and cosmetics Mm. um, are always a culprit. Always Mm. like we'll usually find between seven and 15 culprits total between all those categories. Mm -hmm. But there's always usually something that's going on someone's skin that has what I call a hidden pore clogger. And Mm -hmm. it's stuff that you would never know to look for. Mm Mm-hmm. Like isopropyl state or algae derivatives mm-hmm. or coconut oil or shea butter or ethyl hexyl palmitate. You know, some of them are names we know and some of them are just random chemistry names that you would never mm-hmm. know to look for. So even products like Laura Mercier or, um, yeah, I don't want to put anyone on blast, but there's a lot of coconut oil brands that are very fun right now yeah. and they're super cute and you want to interact with them, but they'll pretty much clog you up like instantly. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, a lot of the common products and makeups and things like that that people really like are kind of clogging their pores. Mm-hmm. Some people just don't break out. They're just genetically, they don't have that mm-hmm. that tendency in their skin. So they get away with it. You know, everyone's got like an old college roommate or an old friend who's like, yeah, she doesn't even wash her face and she doesn't break out. Yeah. She's got different genetics, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, based on her hormones later, that it might change, but like that's the cause of it. But Um, if someone's using products like that, that are clogging their pores and they don't know to exfoliate with an acid, they're just going to accumulate clogs. 
Okay. And it's going to break them out. So definitely pour, to answer your question, mm-hmm. the pore clogging ingredients in skin products and in hair products are always present. And then usually there's something in the diet mm-hmm. that's also triggering it or a supplement. Yeah. So guys, did you hear that? Hair products too. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> If it's all on your dominant sleep side, generally your right side, mm-hmm. or just on your upper shoulders or on your neck or by your ears. If there's, there's anything on your ears, it is from your hair conditioner most likely. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I have a few friends who struggle. They don't have acne on their face, but they struggle a lot on their back and their, their neck. You think that's probably like personal a n- care? 90% chance. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, okay. So ingredients tell people what to where to go like how where do you start with that if you want to start figuring out okay are my personal care products the issue yeah it's going to take a couple minutes so Mm -hmm. what you want to do is make sure you have the ingredients handy look up the full ingredient deck to whatever you're using like say it's your foundation Mm -hmm. um you go on to we have a list on our website it's clearstemskincare.com and uh, you just go to pore clogging ingredients. It's right there. And you can literally, we made a search bar where you can just start typing things in and see if it's a match. Mm-hmm. So you can you can scan through your products, all of them in under 10 minutes and mm-hmm. find out which ones are clogging you up. Mm-hmm. So that is the first thing to do. Because you can be doing everything right treatment wise. You can be getting $1,000 facials a month. But if you're re-clogging your pores, it's not really going to matter. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that I recommend that people do. And that's that's the thing that I kind of coach people to do or kind of get them in the habit of doing rather than just asking me if something they want to use is safe. I want them to check for themselves Mm -hmm. because if you don't get in the habit of doing that, you're going to break out again. Mm -hmm. It's think of it like an allergy An allergy is just an unwanted immune response and certain things cause an acne allergy. Yeah. It's funny because I mean, Kaylee had been telling me to do that like for so long and I was like, "Eh, yeah, but until I saw you and like saw you do it and I was like, I don't know. I just like, opened my eyes. I was like, wow. And now I look everything up. <laughs> yeah. And the good thing is once you become a little bit more aware of the ingredients, yeah. you start doing it with your food. Yeah. You start doing it with other things. And you'll be shocked at how much you're paying for things that are maybe 40 mm-hmm. cents worth of product. Yeah. Especially now. Like, I mean, you know, you guys have clear stem, but there's so many, you know, non-toxic products are so popular now. Safer, safer products. But a lot of them are literally just coconut oil with like mm-hmm. matcha. It's a like coconut oil and matcha. There's literally, I'm sure people know who, what I'm talking about. There's a product that is literally coconut oil and matcha. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure. Really? Like, and we're going to put this all over our face? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's rooted in the right sort of ambition of wanting to be super clean yeah. and natural and healthy, but the body doesn't work that way. When you ingest something, you gets broken down at like a you know acid level of like a three in your yeah. stomach so it disperses all the little particles and then it sends them off to be used in different ways you put it on your skin your skin's an exit organ nothing's really going in mm-hmm. in that same way at all mm-hmm. and your pores can just physically get clogged with stuff that's just too thick if it's thicker than your natural sweat it's gonna clog your pores uh-huh. coconut oil is solid at room temperature that yeah. should say a lot Yeah. I want to take a brief break from skincare for a second to talk to you guys about one of my favorite companies, Lively. If you're not already familiar with Lively, get ready because this is about to change your life. You guys know I'm all about comfort, but I also want to look cute. And that's why I love Lively because they've basically created a whole new category and point of view when it comes to lingerie. They call it leisure, which I absolutely love because it's lingerie, but it's also leisure wear. All of my favorite bras and underwear are from Lively and it's for a reason. 
Aesthetically, I love Lively because their bras and underwear really blur the lines of lingerie, activewear, and swimwear. They take the best elements of each of those categories and they create products that are functional, stylish, cute, comfortable, the best of the best all around. I also love that the brand itself is built for women by women and it's all about inspiring other women to live their lives passionately, purposefully, and feeling confident really by empowering them with community, products, and experiences to do so. I love that Lively offers a range of bra styles for all different body types, and they have sizes available in 32A to 44 D. You can choose from bralettes, t-shirt bras, push-up bras, plunge bras, and no-wire bras. You will find all of your favorite new go-to pieces from Lively. It's also great because at Lively, it's always one price for all. So any style, color, or size will all be charged one price for all women. I think this company is so cool because they keep innovating and creating products that women used to think were impossible, like their no-wire strapless bra and their busty bralettes, both of which sell out all the time. They keep pushing the boundaries in terms of innovative design and they are really working towards making more options for women of all sizes and shapes. You can find your perfect fit by using their fit guide that features lively customers and a step-by-step process for any bra type to help you find the fit that's perfect for you. They also have an awesome reward system. So if you refer a friend, for every friend that signs up for lively and makes a purchase, you're going to receive 100 points and that's $10. Their customer service is amazing and they have free and easy returns. You just use the prepaid shipping label included in every package. You can send it right back if you need another size. But if you use the Fit Guide, you will probably not need to return anything. And trust me, once you try it once, you will never go back. I've been wearing Lively bras for a few years now, and I just absolutely love how comfortable they are. It For a while, I just did not want to wear a bra <laughs> ever, which became a problem because certain shirts needed a bra. And then I found Lively and how comfortable they were. Actually, I found them first through my friend Jordan Younger. I'm sure many of you know her from The Balanced Blonde. And my life changed. And I just love how easy their website is to navigate. You can shop by the type of bra that you prefer. I like to buy no-wire bras and bralettes personally. They also have amazing t-shirt bras. They have push-up bras, strapless bras, everything you need. My favorite is their mesh trim no-wire bra. It's so comfortable and goes with everything. That's pretty much my everyday bra, and I love all of their bralettes, especially the mesh trim bralette and their long-lined lace bralette. I love a little bit of lace. Also, strapless bras have always been notoriously difficult for me to find, but their strapless bras are amazing. Their no-wire strapless bra is out of this world, and I also love their smooth strapless and their lace strapless. So you will definitely be able to find whatever you need on the Lively website. Also, with summer coming up, make sure you check out their swimwear. They have the cutest swimsuits, and they're so comfortable. The fabric and all of their items is so soft and comfortable, you're just going to feel like you're lounging around, so I highly recommend. For a limited time, you can get $10 off your first order by visiting wearlively.com slash wellness and enter my code wellness at checkout. This offer is only available in the U.S., so if you live in the U.S., 
you want to run to wearelively.com and use this discount. Again, you can go to wearelively.com. That's W-E-A-R-L-I-V-E-L-Y.com slash wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, and enter my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, at checkout for $10 off your first Lively order. I can't wait for you guys to try your Lively bras. They will change your life. You know, I always have your back. Just want to help you out. Just want to help you feel comfortable, beautiful, confident. You're going to love it. All right. Now that I've shared a little bit more about Lively, let's hop right back into this conversation with Danielle. Well, what do you think about oil cleansing in general? Like, if you're not a fan, you're not a fan. No. For anyone? If you don't break out, okay. maybe, but I don't think that. I, the th- it sounds good in theory, mm-hmm. but it doesn't particularly work. Mm-hmm. Um, I None of my clients have had success with it. Most of the time, it's been the other thing. It's mm-hmm. made them break out worse. That was my experience with it. I think that taking off your makeup with, with like a acne-safe oil, like hemp oil, mm-hmm. would be great. Um, certain oils don't clog pores, like safflower oil, sunflower oil, hemp oil, castor. Those are like the, f- the four main ones. So taking off oil or taking off your makeup with something like that, that could be great. But relying on it to cleanse your face, it just doesn't really work. Yeah, I never had a good experience with that too. And I mean, oils have become so popular and people say they'll like get rid, help get rid of their, I don't know. I found like one or two oils that work well with my skin and everything else I've ever tried. I've tried probably like a hundred million things. Um, just breaks me out. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with the pH too and mm-hmm. different oils are, it's hard to calculate the oil of a pH anyway, cause mm-hmm. there's not really hydrogen in it. So it can mm-hmm. be really hard. Like you'll never see a, a dermatologist or like some, or like a skincare scientist or a biochem. You'll never see them saying to, you know, wash your face with oil. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I don't like that idea. Um, okay. Well, what about, I mean, we talked about some foods and supplements that are maybe causing issues, but are there any like food supplements that are you think generally great for skin health? Yes. Water. Yeah. (laughs) Stay thirsty. (laughs) Berries. Berries, low glycemic fruits and vegetables Mm. are always good. And anything that packs extra hydration, Mm. apples, berries, citrus fruits, cantaloupe, um, raw vegetables, mm-hmm. leafy things, all those things are very, very good. I love, part of the reason I love traveling is to explore all the different fruits they have. Mm-hmm. I just love it. So yeah, fruits, I love fruits. Now you want to be careful with how much sugar you're eating, but you know, generally it, snacking on berries, apples, oranges, and low glycemic fruits is always a win. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're organic though. <laughs> always. Always. Okay. Um, my sister tells me that every time she starts to eat avocado, okay, sh- first of all, she does not eat healthy at all. And then I start getting her to eat some more vegetables. You know, she's trying. And I was like, why don't you like eat avocado, you know, once in a while. And she tells me every time she eats on like half of an avocado, she breaks out. Do you think that's real? Avocados and- actually have a lot of histamine in them, which your body then produces cortisol. But mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like you'd have to eat a lot of and avocado to says, trigger that. Or like for a while, she said she was having like a quarter of an avocado every day and her skin got super oily. And I was like, I don't think that was from a quarter of an avocado I every highly day. doubt it. Okay. I'm just glad you think that too. Cause I'm like, I think you're bullshitting. <laughs> I don't think that's real. There's literally like 13 other moving parts yeah, and factors, yeah. most of which she's not even aware of that I'm are like, it's placebo. You just want to. You just want a reason to not eat something healthy. <laughs> Maybe it's that. Yeah, placebo is a strong thing. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, supplements? 
Like, people are always like, is there anything I can take, like, natural that will help? Yes, I take L-lysine because it is an essential amino acid. So Mm -hmm. your body doesn't make it on its own. It Mm -hmm. has to find it from other sources. Mm -hmm. So I really take that. Uh, Someone told me to take that. I took a skincare class a long time ago, like seven years ago. And the woman leading it told me to take that. So I did. Mm -hmm. And I just believe in it. Like, if you just know what it does Mm -hmm. in the body, I just believe in it, Mm -hmm. right? So I take that. And then I take glucosamine, uh, take... Let's see here. I've got about 40 bottles that I'm trying to go through in my head to see what I still take. Um, I love my digestive enzymes. Mm -hmm. I think those absolutely help with skin just by making your nutrients more available Mm -hmm. to you and by de-stressing your body as it's digesting. Mm Kind of gives it a boost. Um, Let's see. What else? A good quality omega with CoQ10. Mm. I do like that for the days when I like maybe didn't get, you know, omegas from my diet or Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. That's all that I would like recommend for everyone mm-hmm. to go out and take. What do you think about collagen? Can be tricky. I think it depends on how much you're taking. If you mm-hmm. take too much, it's probably going to have the same effect that the biotin had. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me when I took too much. Um, but I I have a lot of a lot of patients actually that take it like you know just one scoop and that mm-hmm. is their protein in the morning. I think that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I also wanted to talk something that like I learned a lot from you about is I had never realized the importance of letting certain products sit like you know when you talk about like the mandelic acid like let it sit and then use a clear stem and like I don't know when you're going through I kind of want you to take through take us through the steps of a skincare routine kind of and like what order things go in I think people are confused about what order to use products definitely in, and kind of like what would you let sit? Like what interacts, you know? That's an excellent question. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of confusion on regimens too, because it's hard to understand what the purpose of each item is, Mm -hmm. you know, like when something will say it's brightening, a lot of things can do that. Yeah. (laughs) Or something can say it's exfoliating, but one is a scrub and another is a serum. It's like, what's the difference in that? So that's, thank you for bringing that up. So generally, if you are looking to refine your skin texture or combat breakouts or any bumps or anything on your skin that you don't want to be there, mm-hmm. um, you generally will benefit from a scrub. Mm-hmm. You just want to make sure it's not an abrasive, aggressive scrub. You want to make sure it's something that's fine and has like good textured particles mm-hmm. and that doesn't leave your skin more red and irritated than before you used it. Mm-hmm. If something is leaving your skin really red or irritated that's not a good sign or you're just being really, really rough, which you don't want to do either. So, um, the scrub that we made, actually, we went through like six different ones just to make sure that the consistency was spot on Mm -hmm. and that it can be used by all types of different skin type. So you would do a scrub depending on what you're trying to do, maybe like 15 seconds in the morning, 15 seconds at night, or all the way up to like, you know, a minute in the morning and a minute at night. If you've like, you got a lot of like, say non-inflamed acne that you're trying to clear. Mm -hmm. So you can use a scrub in different ways Mm -hmm. by how long you're doing it. So you do that. And then a toner, whatever your toner is, it always goes on right after you cleanse or scrub. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. And the purpose of a toner is to reset the pH of your skin back to like a Mm 5.5 because water that you're washing your face with is a seven. So water, it will actually dry your skin out because it's more alkaline. So that's the purpose of a toner. Now, some toners don't do anything and some toners do a lot and some are just kind of nice to have because they smell nice. Do you think everybody should use a toner? Mm. I've seen great results without it. I think if you're wearing a lot of liquid makeup or a lot of layers of Mm -hmm. things 
or you sweat a lot and have a lot of oily skin, it can be really nice because mm-hmm. that it's very satisfying when you cleanse your face and you, you know, take your toner, your cotton ball, and then you see whatever's left on there. Mm-hmm. For like a, you know, a teenage boy who comes in and I can barely get him to commit yeah. to not having dairy and he's yeah. never washed his face before. Like, no, yeah. I'm not giving him a toner. <laughs> like, let's start with the basics. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone's on a budget, a toner is generally the thing I leave out. Okay. You know, it's, it's not necessary, mm-hmm. but it can be nice. Okay. I like just the drugstore one that I really like is the Thayer's Witch Hazel one. Mm-hmm. That one seems to be great for everyone's skin type. And I've seen it. Um, a lot of my rosacea uh, patients have found their way to that. And they all say that it helps their skin. And I agree that it would. Witch Hazel is pretty nice. Okay. Yeah. So toners, it can be great. It's, it's a nice to have, not a need to have. Mm-hmm. After that, that is when you would do your corrector serum or your corrective um, acid blend, like anything with AHA, which is alpha hydroxy, anything with that, um, anything that says glycolic, uh, mandelic Mm -hmm. acid, any sort of acid or any sort of retinol. That is when you would put it on your skin because you want it to go, you want it to have direct skin contact. Do you need to wait in between the toner and that or could it be right after? Uh, It's always good to let the toner dry. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, if it's a cor- uh, like a corrective toner, like a brightening one where it has actives in it, then yeah, you should let it sit and do its thing okay. for a minute. Just because like say it's a vitamin C toner, that it's active, it's doing something. Mm-hmm. You want it to just kind of deposit its, you know, nutrients into the skin, but as soon as it's dry, you can kind of follow it with whatever else. Yeah, that was something I learned from you like I had that vitamin C serum and you were like, "Well, you need to let that sit before you." And I was like, "Oh, I don't ever do that. I just put it on and then I put everything else on." And you're like, "It's not even working." And I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> Well, you weren't getting the most value yeah, out of it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you want to get the most value out of your products, you know? Totally. And it's really frustrating when you spent so much money and you have so many different things mm-hmm. and you're spending so much time layering them all and you have no idea what's doing mm-hmm. what. You have no idea what you should repurchase or what could, put, you know, what's mm-hmm. not working for mm-hmm. you. So, yeah. Um, if you're going to get all these things and invest in them and do your research and get ingredients, it's really good to know how to layer them because your skin's an exit organ. Its job is to keep things out, mm-hmm. not really let them in. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why exfoliating with a scrub is so beneficial because it removes the, the surface layer of things so the penetration of whatever else you put on can be maximized after mm-hmm. that. Okay. But yeah, any sort of uh, acid serum, you want to put it on your skin and let it chill alone for minimum 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. That is when it's going to eat away the skin cells and the clogs and all the things that you don't want on the surface of your skin. Mm -hmm. It's going to dissolve them. It does that because it's a lower pH and it's going to break the bonds of like old keratin that is dead or it's, you know, it needs to go away. It's not the freshest. So it dissolves that away. It doesn't happen immediately. Mm -hmm. So that's why you want to let it sit for a little bit. And then from there, after 10, 15 minutes, then you can put on your moisturizer, your stem cell serum, and then follow with your sunscreen. Okay. So wait, so would you do... you wouldn't you do like stem cell serum and then moisturize yes if you have your stem cell serum which i hope everyone does you would do that so that i think of the the acid serum as like the exercise and then your stem cell serum as like your nutrition Mm -hmm. so you do that and then um you know from there you could follow with sunscreen or moisturizer of your choice or or Mm -hmm. what have you okay and then going back to like the acids for a second is there anyone who you think should like should not do that or Hmm. 
someone with psoriasis or active eczema mm-hmm. want they want to be really careful when mm-hmm. starting things like that and start with a low percentage. Okay. Just because skin that's already kind of in turmoil, you could add something else to it that might otherwise be good for it, but it, it might just be a little too much at that time. Like there are some vitamin C serums, like, you know, when it gets up to like 20% or higher, like mm-hmm. that's really stimulating. Yeah. I have a lot of uh, Asian skin tones that they cannot take this vitamin C toner that we have. I don't even recommend it to them anymore. And it says it's fine for everyone, but I've just seen it to be too much sometimes. So with more sensitive skin types, mm-hmm. like that's your Asian skin, your Indian skin, mm-hmm. um, the darker the skin tone, the more sensitive. That's when you should start with a lower percentage of something or just start with something and do it like every other day and just mm-hmm. kind of tread cautiously. Don't just dive into the strongest thing twice a day. Okay. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about... Um some solutions to skincare issues. First of all, let's start off with like l- someone gets a zit. Ask Kaylee Kayla- this too, so I'm curious if you have the same answer. <laughs> what do you? Th- what's like the protocol? What should they do? Do they just leave it? Do they just? Is there anything they could do for spot treatment that you would recommend or? Not knowing what this person has in their medicine cabinet and ice packing. Mm-hmm. Ice packing is always good. Um, depending on if it's like a cystic one generally I find that like a zinc cream can help calm the angry ones down. Zinc is very Mm anti-inflammatory. So I'll actually, if I get, cause I get cystic ones, right? So benzoyl peroxide does not work on those. Mm -hmm. It works on whiteheads cause it dries up oil. But if it's like something inflamed or like under your skin, Mm -hmm. you don't want to inflame it anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'll do um, ice packing on, on any type of breakout, but then I'll do like a zinc spot treatment on the angry ones but if it's like a whitehead or something like that you can do like something with sulfur or perhaps like something with a little bit of benzoyl peroxide just mm-hmm. as a spot treatment mm-hmm. i don't find that salicylic works mm-hmm. on those salicylic is like kind of the weakest of all the acids mm-hmm. so you see that a lot as a spot treatment but that's i, I don't find those to be like worth anyone's time um there are some spot peels that you can do mm-hmm. glycolic will generally work on something like that mm-hmm. but ice packing always works it calms down inflammation and it smooths things that like smooths things out okay yeah i know i was telling kid i'm like my mom used to have me put like steaming hot packs on my zits and then like burn off my skin yeah that's if you want to like pull something out or like drain it i mean there's a, if something like bursts on you then yeah you want to disinfect it kind of mm-hmm. by doing something warm but you don't want to burn it you'll scar so badly yeah. yeah well let's talk let's talk about scars too um so I know a lot of people struggle with acne scarring. So what what do you suggest? Like what type of treatments can they do to help with that? Yeah, that's a good question. The stem cell serum that we made, it's mm-hmm. called Cell Renew. Um, I literally made that because once I would get my clients clear, they still had scars left over. Mm-hmm. And the darker your skin, the darker you scar. Mm-hmm. The darker you're able to tan, the faster you scar. Mm-hmm. So um, that was most of my patients actually. So we made this stem cell serum to get rid uh, to help the skin calm down, first of all, because scarred skin is kind of inflamed skin. Mm-hmm. It's kind of synonymous with that. So you want to calm it down. Make sure you're not irritating it with things like really hot water in the shower, because otherwise it's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you're not re-injuring it in the shower with a shower burn. And then doing, gi- giving it something calming and with like collagen support that it can actually recognize. So that's why we use actual collagen stem cells. Mm-hmm. Your skin recognizes that. Mm-hmm. So we cal- calm it down, first of all, protect it with a zinc sunscreen at all times during the day, and then stem cell serum twice a day. And you kind of massage the area in. You want to kind of rub your items in a little bit gently, but 
for like, you know, maybe 30 seconds up to a minute just to get your circulation going and healing it from the inside out. And also when you're putting on something like a stem cell serum, you're, you want your skin to interact with it a lot. Mm -hmm. So that means activating it and like rubbing it in Mm -hmm. doing that. People see a change, you know, like within a week. That's so interesting because I think people probably don't realize that just a small change like that could make a big difference. Like people just put the product on, but like massaging it in could make a much bigger difference, you're saying? Big difference, yeah. That's so interesting. Yep. So like if you're going to get a massage or something like that and say they put like a pain, like a biofreeze or something on you, they can spray it on you. It might be cold, but if they rub it in, it's going to go into your muscles. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to feel it. Yeah. Okay, so we have the serum. What about other like peels and microneedling and lasers like what do you think about those i love microneedling microneedling is something everyone should do way before they even think about making a laser appointment Mm -hmm. not only is it a fraction of the cost but there's very very low chance of anything bad happening Mm -hmm. make sure you go to a place that's reputable hopefully you can get you know an actual referral some med spas um are cheap and they will try to reuse needles so that's why you, microneedling is not a Groupon type thing that you do. It's mm-hmm. something that you hopefully want to go to a physician's office if you can, or like a med spa that you know has a darn good reputation. Mm-hmm. So um, I recommend microneedling as a treatment for scars, for preventative care for um, aging because mm-hmm. it also stimulates collagen and gets rid of wrinkles and things. Mm-hmm. It can also break up melasma. And it's generally safe for all skin types, whereas lasers are not. Okay. Lasers, like say you've got, like if you're Filipino, for example, you, mm-hmm. they generally they scar extremely easily because mm-hmm. uh, they're able to get so, so tan. Mm-hmm. So, um, but their skin can have a quite a lot, like a lot of range, mm-hmm. you know, so you can go and say, hey, I want a laser treatment and maybe your tan is at like a four. And then you go out in the sun and you would tan at like an eight, you know what I mean? Like their range of getting tan is a lot. That's when you can hyperpigment mm. really easily. And it's very hard to get rid of that. Okay. Generally, the only thing you could do to get rid of something like that is more laser, but then it can, you can just get caught in a vicious cycle. Mm. So depending on how tan you're able to get and how much time you spend in the sun, I really don't like jumping to laser. Yeah. I recommend microneedling for sure. And people see results after that, after like one or two sessions. How many sessions do you recommend people like... Like, let's say that they are getting microneedling regularly. How many would you wait? And, like, if it's still by that point not resolved, maybe start looking at a laser. Uh, Well, you'd want to do a series Mm -hmm. of microneedling. So if you have aggressive acne scars, like, you know, pitted marks, things like that, and you just want to get rid of them. Like, say you have a deadline, you're getting married in Mm -hmm. three months. What I would do for that person is have them do microneedling and then two weeks later do a medium peel two weeks after that microneedling mm. two weeks after that a deeper peel so you can space them out and you know post care is everything mm-hmm. so making sure the person's not burning their skin making sure they're eating right making sure they're otherwise low inflammation you can do an aggressive treatment plan like that as long as you space it out about two weeks apart mm-hmm. you could really you'll have totally different skin if you do that so how to explain the difference in like what's happening with the skin microneedling versus a peel Yes. So a peel works. They're kind of the inverse of each other in terms of like effect. So Mm -hmm. a peel is going to be for dark spots, Mm -hmm. not necessarily texture. It helps with texture, but its Mm -hmm. primary purpose um, for scar revision is to get rid of the dark spot or age spots, sunspots, any spots that are on the skin, right? Mm -hmm. Because the melanin kind of travels up from below and then it can get kind of trapped under the surface layer of the skin and that's what creates a visible brown spot. So Mm -hmm. the dark spots are all kind of living right at the surface of your skin. Mm -hmm. So a peel 
can take that off. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, depending on it, you wait for something called blanching where the skin actually turns white. And that means it has effectively been cooked and whatever's hanging out of that top layer is going to be gone in a Mm -hmm. week. So you can do that and then get huge results with just actual spot removal. Mm -hmm. Microneedling is the inverse of that. It'll help with pigment spots, but its main function is for collagen regeneration. Mm -hmm. So I'd say the microneedling helps with collagen regeneration at like 80%. That's its purpose. And then other 20% it helps break up spots mm-hmm. whereas appeal is the opposite of that it'll help with collagen support for sure but it's mainly going to get rid of your spots mm-hmm. so that's why doing like a combo like a one two of those and alternating them can be really amazing what type of peel well or do you do a bunch of different ones like what did I get when you like what, what were you, you do you remember what you used yes you had a blend of mandelic tca lactic and azelaic so every time you just make up like you Depending on the person. The Depending client. on what we're doing okay. and if they have an event coming up that they don't want to be peely for. Okay. what What's like the strongest acid? The strongest that you would ever use. I mean, you can buy acids. If you're crazy, you can go on Amazon and buy one at 80%. You should not do that. Yeah. Please don't do that. Anybody? You'll, bu- you'll die. Just <laughs> <laughs> not do that. Those are usually meant to be diluted. But again, people don't they don't get to know that first and they're just like hey 80 percent sounds great sounds strong and then they can you know burn things for a month so what the strongest that you would want to do on anyone is right around like maximum I would say to 30 percent uh sometimes they'll go a little bit higher but I don't feel that a higher percentage is necessarily better because you can do multiple layers Mm -hmm. and I don't do the same thing on the whole face I'll do like say someone just has melasma on their forehead I'll go to full blanching on the forehead Mm -hmm. But down, like maybe by the eyes, we'll just do medium because mm-hmm. the eyes are sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, down on the jaw, we can do multiple layers and stack it in so that it each one sinks in and penetrates really deep mm-hmm. down into those hair follicles. And then oftentimes, I'll take a little Q-tip and I'll dip it in the peel and I'll just go over individual spots until they're just blanched. So someone can come out looking a little bit Dalmatian-like. Mm-hmm. But that's better than having to peel the whole face super aggressive when I'm just trying to do some spot peels. Yeah. So I'll do multiple layers rather than just going for a crazy percentage. It's such a science. So what's the downtime for like peels and microneedling? About a week. Okay. Yeah. Microneedling can vary quite a bit. It depends on how deep they take it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's, you know, maybe one day of dryness and maybe one day of redness, two days of dryness, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And you can still get pretty good results with that. Some microneedling can be like where they do like local anesthesia Mm -hmm. and you're bloody for three days and then it's a full week of recovery. Yeah, That's the rarer one. And you don't need to do that in order to get great results. Okay, But I would say for appeal and for microneedling, give yourself a solid week before you want to be anywhere visible that you wouldn't want anyone to be like, hey, what's up with your face? Okay. And so before you were talking about if there was like a deadline with an aggressive treatment plan, you would do like, you know, microneedling two weeks, then chemical peel two weeks for in general, how long do you recommend people wait in between treatments? About two weeks. Okay, that's yeah. it. It's Yeah, I mean, that's that's the most you'd want to do. Mm-hmm. Three weeks is probably a little bit of a safer bet mm-hmm. and just to give your skin a break. And you wouldn't want to do that forever. Mm-hmm. That would just be like, that's like a boot camp type mm-hmm. situation. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, cool. And then, oh, well, what a, actually, I don't even know what they are. You know these vampire facials? Yeah. What Have the, you read the news lately? No, what happened? <laughs> Those, that's why I mentioned. <laughs> Did someone die? Worse. 
um, like seven people got AIDS from this one <gasps> this one place that was reusing needles or didn't have good prop practices. Uh, That's why I say not a Groupon situation. Where was that? I can't remember, but it was oh a big deal. And then more God. cases kept developing. But yeah, it's the vampire thing is tricky. It's it's. <laughs> catchy but tricky from an epidemiology standpoint um, so if you have cancer in your cells like say you have leukemia mm. and you don't know it mm -hmm. what they do is they pull out your blood they concentrate the plasma that can have those cells in it and then they inject it into your face yeah so it's actually i don't think vampire facials are going to be offered that regularly much going forward because insurance is about to change on that wow yeah and people are now aware of the risks oh my god that's crazy yeah the theory of it's great but a yeah. lot of things don't a lot of things work in theory that don't really work on your face that's very like true. oil cleansing oh my god yeah well i mean i did want to touch on like just anti-aging in general but i don't know maybe i'm wrong i feel like when people ask like what should i do for anti-aging i'm like i feel like it's just all the standard like if you take care of your skin and all the ways you just described like that's what you should be doing but is there anything extra that comes to mind yes for watch your water temperature that's number one interesting anti-aging oh my gosh yes people are washing their face twice a day mm -hmm. with hot water mm. or water that's just too warm for skin. Mm -hmm. Like heat kills protein. Mm. It totally denatures it mm -hmm. um, or kills it, if you will. So if you're damaging your skin, I call it a shower burn. If you're damaging your skin with really hot water, not only is it drying it out a lot, but it's really high inflammation and it's stripping away all your natural moisture. There's something called your lipid barrier where it's just your natural oils and that's mm -hmm. their first and best line of defense against like the sun and from mm -hmm. dryness and from all the things that want to attack your skin. So if you're eliminating that and then going out every day like that, it's it, that's where you accumulate a lot of premature aging. That's what leads to a lot of like um, precancerous cells on the face, mm -hmm. a lot of premature fine lines and a lot of general discoloration. If you feel like your skin is discolored, pay attention to your water temperature mm -hmm. for sure. That's so interesting. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. So, but you don't want it to be like cold. No. You just need it to be like normal. baby test. Okay. Pass the baby test. If you would dunk your baby in it and he's happy, <laughs> that's fine for your skin. Or another another test is um, like Bahamas beach water. Okay. Okay. You know? Okay. Cool. Anything else when it comes to anti-aging that comes to mind? Wrinkles, fine lines, mm, dark spots so besides. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's what I'm asking you. To me, I'm just like, if you're, you know, doing the collagen, the serum, you're doing like, if you used like the Mandelic or, you know, HA, like the one you guys have. I would say just overall hormone health, mm. just being aware of not polluting your body with um, things that are going to disrupt your hormone balance. Est the, there's different types of estrogen and some can affect aging in a negative way and some can be the estrogen that you know of that makes you nice and pretty and plump mm -hmm. so uh, making sure that you're not using a lot of like toxic chemicals and a lot of like exogenous toxins things mm -hmm. like that because what those do is they hop in your body and they hijack your estrogen cells mm -hmm. but they're like a fraud so they actually don't do the job that mm -hmm. was needed to get done mm -hmm. and it leaves your estrogen floating around in your body mm -hmm. uh, so that's estrogen dominance in a nutshell but um, a lot of toxins and you know, personal care products and just things like that that throw you off, those are going to age you really, really fast. Thank you for saying this because people still just don't believe that what is in their personal care products like matters and affects what's going on internally. And I'm like, mm. after working with that naturopath and yeah. I did have estrogen dominance and a lot of that had to do with like birth control mm -hmm. and um, 
Accutane and all the other horrible things I put in my body. But yeah, I don't wear deodorant anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I Even when I'm washing my dishes, I just use really hot water. Mm-hmm. I don't use dish soap because mm-hmm. the residue gets all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, Fabric softener is another easy one to eliminate. That yeah. stuff just goes into your pores while you mm-hmm. sleep. Yeah, um, parabens and things like that everyone's familiar with, but it's more about the silent ones that everyone's just using, you know, in their kitchen and, you know, sp- you know, spraying their bathrooms down with, you know, bleach and things like that. I mean, all that stuff adds up. Mm-hmm. It really does. I've been hearing recently a lot of people telling me, you know, my doctor says the only thing I can do is go on Accutane. And I'm like... Mm. That's all he knows of. Yeah, yeah. I think what's hard is, you know... Some of these are like friends slash clients and, you know, I'm like, you just need to give this like six months to go the natural route. Like we can like do this, but they're just, they feel so desperate and they're like, well, my doctor says acne is the only thing they can do for me and I just want my acne to go away and... Yeah, my heart aches when you say that because that was me twice. I did it twice and it still came back. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand pore clogging ingredients or overall skin, Mm -hmm. you know, skin practices, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to come back. And the thing with Accutane is that it not only destroys your gut, but why why there's an issue with suicide with it, um, especially in boys, is because it fries your testosterone receptors. It's basically clearing your skin by frying your androgen receptors Mm -hmm. in a nutshell. There's more to it. But that's what it's doing. But the thing is, is when you mess with your hormones like that, it's going to mess with all your other neurotransmitters and it has a huge effect. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people get depression on it. A lot Mm -hmm. of people stay depressed after it. And um, it's not the cure-all that people think it is, especially not for women because we have so many other factors at play. Mm -hmm. I think about when I was in high school and I just wanted my acne to go away and I was begging to be on Accutane because I didn't know any better and then I was begging to be on birth control because I didn't know any better I'm like Jesus Christ you just want something to work (laughs) yeah you just want something to work and I'm like but if I wish I had been much more educated I mean I mean while all I'm eating is like gluten sugar and dairy right like i'm like but those same people will tell you that diet doesn't matter it's a circus because you're addicted to those (laughs) foods that's why oh my god okay well you just reminded me of something actually so before anyone considers accutane there is something called pantothenic acid which is vitamin b5 just specifically vitamin b5 Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's pantothenic acid pantothene is a more concentrated version of that Mm -hmm. and you can get some really high quality ones it's the most natural mimic of Accutane without the side effects. And you really can't overdo it too much with vitamin B5. I mean, it's water soluble, so it's not going to get stored up in your liver and then come back to haunt you really. So you can take that and then that about 4,500, I think the pill that I have is like 4,500 milligrams. You can Mm -hmm. take two of those. If you take too much of it, worst thing that's going to happen is you might get a little tummy upset and that'll Mm -hmm. tell you you've had too much. Mm -hmm. But other than that, there aren't really any downsides to it. Okay. So pantothene would be something that, again, you'd still want to take it for like a good month because even Accutane, you purge for a month and it's, it's ungodly. It's the worst thing ever. Like you'll be miserable for a month before it even starts to kick Mm -hmm. in. So pantothene, you'll get maybe a mild purge, but it'll start working a lot faster. And that Mm -hmm. can be something that you stay on as like a low dose kind of maintenance regimen. Mm -hmm. So for people that have just really deep skin or a lot of hair on their face or guys specifically that have a lot of hair, that that's a very nice option for them and okay. I still take it okay love it I'm so I mean you're kind of touching on this with your history with Accutane but like what got you into all of this 
my skin yeah yeah and when did that start like what age high school but it got really bad in college Mm. yeah got on birth control horrible dorm food Mm -hmm. um started drinking partying Mm -hmm. you know went to UCSB so Mm -hmm. yeah um so all those things and then you start wearing makeup to cover it and then I got on birth control and it was the wrong type of birth control it was the kind that actually makes acne worse Mm -hmm. it was the Nuva ring yeah so it was just a whole um a whole storm of things that I had no way of ever knowing what was doing what. And of course, mm-hmm. you're, you know, 18, 19, you don't have the budget for all this, you know, to go work mm-hmm. with a naturopath. What were you studying? I, my first major was math and economics, but um, mm-hmm. didn't want to do that. So I pivoted over to uh, pre-med, realized that's when I started working with a lot of dermatologists. I've probably mm-hmm. seen like 12. Mm-hmm. And one of them actually spelled it out for me point blank. He's like, I would, I would come in with a list of questions like, hey, when I eat this, I notice this. When I have that, I notice this. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to like connect some dots. They None of them can ever do it. And he's like, he's like, tell me what prescription you want. And I'll write it out for you. He literally spelled it out to me. And that's what created the paradigm shift where I ditched the pre-med thing. I still yeah. studied like immunology and cell biology and genetics and continue to just for fun. Mm-hmm. But um, I wound up majoring in sociology because people are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so then, I mean, how do you, and then after that, like, how did you learn everything you know about skin? Oh, just <laughs> being a science nerd. Yeah. Yeah. And just doing a lot of diligent trial and error and mm-hmm. trying everything myself. I've tried everything. Yeah. Multiple times. What's the worst thing you tried besides Accutane? Uh, like the worst as far as the most damaging, being on antibiotics for a long mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I was on them for like four years. Yeah. I Now that people understand the gut, now and it's like kind of front and center in discussions I feel a lot of sympathy for physicians because they're damn well aware now it's kind of embarrassing it's embarrassing if I were a physician I'd be mortified Mm -hmm. that that's what I was in charge of writing a prescription for Mm -hmm. especially for someone who's young Mm -hmm. and who you know isn't eating properly and who you have no relationship or rapport with to get them to eat more Mm -hmm. healthfully um I think it's it's criminal I don't know yeah I I couldn't do it no I I agree it's kind of scary and that's why people like they get into these difficult discussions with their doctors, right? And, like, they'll be telling me, well, my doctor says this is the only option. And I'm like, they're saying that because it's, like, they either just don't even have the ability to handle the other option or they just don't know about it. It's almost embarrassing if they say there's another alternative, but I don't have access to helping you with this. Yeah. That's where a naturopath comes into play. I truly believe that the key to good health you know, looking well, feeling well, Mm -hmm. and longevity is going to be a solid relationship with a good naturopath. Mm -hmm. 100%. I'm behind that. Well, what about in terms of like business, like walk me through for a second. I mean, you're in school, you're becoming passionate about skincare, you know, you want to help people with this, right? So then what are the steps to like opening up San Diego Acne Clinic? So it didn't happen right away. Um, I did the whole corporate world after college. I worked for an insurance company for like five years. Mm. And actually, I kind of liked insurance. Kind of, I don't know, it's fun. (laughs) Plus, the adult world revolves around risk and liability and knowing how to read contracts. So I'm very grateful that I had that experience. So I did that. And then I got recruited for like a kind of like a business consulting sales type thing. Mm -hmm. So I got to meet with a lot of different business owners. And that's part of the reason I took that job was to learn how to run my own. Because it was, you know, I was toying with the idea of going back to school, but that's a big commitment. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quite know what I needed to know, but I knew that I wanted to run my own thing one day. So meeting with a bunch of them, you know, seven 
right? Business owners every week and going into their practices and their policies and finding holes and things that they're doing or things that aren't working for them. Like that's what taught me a lot. And then after the second round of Accutane failed and everything came back within like three months, the first time it worked really well and it stayed clear for like a year and then it started to come back and it came back full force. It didn't, it wasn't even better. Mm. So they put me on it again. And then after, and I even gained weight so I could stay on it longer because they go by blood toxicity by, by weight basically. So after that failed and it started to come back within like four months, I was like, this is BS. I'm going to figure this out myself. I just don't have the information. So I was still in the corporate world at the time. And I literally just wanted to go take classes. So they were like, yeah, these are only open to students. So I enrolled in beauty school at night. And it was quite a culture shock. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. And I didn't even go a lot at first because it was kind of hood. Oh. Yeah, culture shock. I'll just leave it at that. And um, I was like, this is so not my world. And I literally just wanted access to information. Wait, I was that in San Diego? Yes. Oh, okay. Quote the Harvard of beauty schools. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no comment okay um, <laughs> yeah. onward and upward <laughs> onward and upward yeah so um, met some great you know great girls in there too but um, I found out it, while I was doing that I'm like I'm going to learn everything I can if I'm going to make a career shift mm-hmm. um, I'm going to do it right so I started shadowing under some of the top you know, when they came up for Google searches, you know, they appeared to be some of the top people in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So I just shadowed under them. I was like, you don't even have to pay me. I just want to sit in the room and learn and mm-hmm. I will like help you, you know, color match people for makeup or help you do this mm-hmm. and that. Just help me learn how to run something. Mm-hmm. So in doing that, I saw the opportunity for, um, you know, what I was for a business model, basically, that is San Diego Acne Clinic. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to just be focused on that. Like, I'm not a day spa. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you will be relaxed and listen yeah. to some great music. You have a make, great playlist. Thank Holy you. shit. It's thank amazing. <laughs> kind of, yeah, I love that. Um, side hobby, I want to be a DJ. So I kind of get to do that when I'm treating people in the clinic. <laughs> you could be, honestly, killer, killer playlist. I love it. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, so you'll have a great time there. I just wanted to create something very specific and it was very much focused on acne Mm -hmm. and um I did and it worked and obviously it has evolved over the last few years Mm -hmm. um you know as you learn and you realize okay these things don't matter as much as these things you know Mm -hmm. and I fine-tune my evaluation form constantly Mm -hmm. um or we focus on different things like you know the eggs thing you know I'm telling everyone okay I'm noticing more egg breakouts in people Mm -hmm. you know so let's we we, like we we shift focus based on what's happening and and the trends that change Mm -hmm. too with people's eating yeah so we're constantly evolving and staying on top of that but um, anyway, found out the you know that this model could work, tested it out, and just did it part time at first, and then it just grew like crazy. So yeah, I mean, it's really I'm like, why do more people not do this? Like, you look at every aspect of every aspect of somebody's life and figure it out, and like a dermatologist does not do that. They don't have time. Yeah, I spend ninety minutes with people yeah. when they come in. You get twelve minutes maybe with your doctor. Yeah, and that's, that's a, just and the ninety model. minutes still isn't even enough. You know, you have to come in for multiple sessions, like work through it. It's a process, right? Yeah. Like also, skin changes don't happen in one day. You know, like you have to see how how often is skin like skin cells turn over. Um, they turn over at different rates throughout the month. Generally, like. You- some people say like three weeks, some people say like a month. It just depends. Everyone's different. And as you get older, that rate slows down. Mm. So that, that, that number varies quite a lot. How often do you tell people to like, let a new regimen start to work before you're like, this isn't working? Um, I don't have that issue anymore. Okay. When if I recommend something to someone, it will work. 
<laughs> okay, you're like, it's always going to work. Yeah. Well, if you understand what the root cause of it mm-hmm. was by doing a proper eval and asking the right questions mm-hmm. and then confirming it. And then, you know, there's different zones on the face too. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's like, oh, I don't have any dairy um, but then you see that they've got, you know, just, you know, the internal type breakouts from the corners of their mouth down, like right where they'd have a goatee. There's only a few things that cause that. So that's when you start honing in. Okay, what's in your vitamins? Are you sure you're not taking anything with vitamin D? Or can you tell me more about what you eat in the morning? What are the snacks you're going through? Find out, yeah, there is dairy in one of the snacks. They just didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So the, once you get to know the face patterns more, you can really fine tune things. And then you can confirm when you're doing extractions and you know touching the skin. Like this person had coconut oil in their makeup. I know what that looks like. It leaves yeah. an orange wax inside the pore. Oh, I'll pull that out and be like, yep, this confirms what we found during our e-bell. Yeah. So you can confirm that and once you get you get a really good handle on someone's skin and their regimen and what's causing their issues mm-hmm. and you do the right sensitivity test on them the regimen will work yeah i thought it was so cool how when you were like taking gunk out of my skin you could look at it and you're like oh i know what that's from i'm like oh my <laughs> god that's crazy that's so cool though yeah conditioner looks different than fabric softener and oh coconut god. oil looks different than shea butter that's it's- that's crazy. That's um, why having a model that only focuses on acne is important, I feel, mm-hmm. because there's so much, there's so many details. Yeah. And you can really like pay attention to all those details. Um, so then what, what inspired you to start Clear Stem? Clearing scars. Mm. Yeah. It started kind of as a hobby. Like I love, I love science and I liked formulating and I love ingredients. So I found a really awesome cosmetic chemist. I think she had like pink high heels on during our first meeting. And I was like, you're my girl. Yeah. (laughs) She's so smart. We geeked out for a good two hours together. And it blew, it flew by in like three minutes. It felt like, so, um, for me, I came to her prepared with an ingredient deck of what I wanted. An example, um, the skin Medica TNS recovery serum. Mm -hmm. It ranges from like, I think it's right around a $200 item way out of the price range of most of my average clients Mm -hmm. who are in their early Mm twenties. So I wanted to, and it, it had some pore cloggers in it and some other stuff I wasn't a fan of. So I wanted, some of the epidermal growth factors from that and then I wanted to add turmeric and B5 and reishi mushrooms for adaptogens and a whole bunch of other things so I wanted her to take the junk out of this add the good things from this list that I brought her and then I wanted it to be a certain consistency or so I brought her an example of another serum of the consistency that I liked that I felt absorbed really well mm-hmm. and so we made that and then it, I reformulated it probably a good three or four times just to perfect it and make sure it wasn't sticky or anything mm-hmm. weird and it wound up just being a huge thing and here we are. Got a whole brand. <laughs> it's incredible. We have some great things right now. I can't wait for the other ones to come out. We're working on an eye serum right now that has one of the, it's just this ingredient that got uh, unveiled at a skin show in Paris. And I like focusing on European ingredients because mm-hmm. their standards are generally higher. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So working on that. Yeah. I'll give you a sample. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love everything that you guys make. So um, wh- what is... What's been like the biggest lesson you've learned in being a business owner? Hmm. Many. Um, the biggest lesson I have learned is that being a business owner is equivalent to being able to solve problems while managing your stress. <laughs> True. Well said. Very well said. That's like the definition if you open it up in a dictionary, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> but I mean... This whole idea of balance, I mean, like, I feel like I don't even know how you do it all. Like, you are very busy at the clinic. You have clear stem. You also take care of yourself. And I'm like, this girl's schedule. (laughs) Cutting toxic people out of my life was Mm, the biggest thing. For sure. Yeah. 
yeah, made some changes about six months ago. Mm-hmm. And that's my life has completely shifted after that. Because talk to certain people in your life, whether it's a relationship or friends or even a family member, mm-hmm. they can just be draining you or worse, undermining you. Yeah. You got to be aware of those people and be strong enough and to and like be one with yourself enough to be like, OK, this isn't working for me. So maybe cut it out right now. What helped you realize that, that you needed to do that? Uh, I think I knew a long time ago, yeah. but everyone has to learn in their own way. Yeah. But um, just when you become really busy and your time becomes very valuable, you have to pay attention of the energy transfer when you're doing certain activities. When, and this comes down to eating, whether, the foods you eat, mm-hmm. the, the activities you do, the mm-hmm. things that charge you up, the people that charge you up, the people that bring you down. So there's always an energy exchange in anything you do, even down to what you eat. So I just, be, I like focusing on energy just from a scientific kind of, you know, frequency type perspective I just I'm interested in that as well mm-hmm. so I started to really apply that mentality to everything else I was doing mm-hmm. and it the, the answers were very very clear mm-hmm. like this friend drains you it hasn't been a meaningful relationship since high school yeah put it on pause this relationship with this person hasn't been good for years you know it it's not changing your energy you're putting so much energy into it imagine if you the opportunity cost on your energy if you apply that to something else that you love that's you you can't you can't ignore those things anymore. So just doing a full audit of like where I was spending my time and energy and who I was spending it with and what I was eating, that's what allows me to do everything. 100%. What got you into like spirituality woo-woo stuff? You know, I mean, we we, we vibe on that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't look at it as woo-woo. I look at See, it as science. Either. It's quantum It's quantum mechanics. Okay, explain that, that it's physics. perspective. Everything is vibration. Mm-hmm everything so and everything is energy mm-hmm. you know if you eat something like for example like if you cut broccoli from the ground and eat it it has certain hurt megahertz mm-hmm. of energy or, or you know like little things like that mm-hmm. in it um probably butchering the term right now but um yeah you, something has a frequency in it mm-hmm. you know whereas something that's like from a can maybe it doesn't have any energy in it like mm-hmm. they've literally done little preliminary studies on like foods and things like that and you can look at a glass of water and play different music to it and mm-hmm. see how it vibrates and you know they, they have those uh experiments that they do with like ice Mm -hmm. you know um people like playing like death metal at an ice like the the snowflakes and it will be all like fragmented and jagged where if it's classical music they're going to be beautiful Mm -hmm. so I've just always been aware of things like that and just looking at everything in terms of energy and probably it got me thinking about it because people always comment on my energy and I'm like what does that really mean yeah so I think that's where it all started but um Physics, it's all physics. Yeah. Yeah. It seems woo woo to people that don't care about yeah. science, but that's not most people, luckily, anymore. Yeah. Well, that's why I like hearing from people who are so, I feel like, science based or logic based. I mean, that's what got me, made me open to it is my old FMD who's like, you know, he works in the ER. He's just very like logic based, science based. Um, and he started getting into energy healing and like referring patients to energy healers. And I was like, are you really doing this? He's like, yeah, it's real. I'm like, oh, well, then maybe I'll like look into and it. And you're so good at it. <laughs> Thank you. You're a, you blow my mind. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> well, you blew my mind too, though. So, you know, we we can swap that. Thank um, you. But yeah, I know I love it. I think, I mean, it's true. I love how you're just like, it's not woo-woo, it's science. It really is. Yeah. And it, if you doubt that for a second, just go hang out with someone who's really angry at the world. Mm-hmm. See how you feel after that. See how you talk to yourself after that. 100%. And also, I'm like, look at the most successful people, like the smartest people, <laughs> the wisest people. They all have, they've all like 
reach that sense of like spirituality. Like they all believe in energy transfers and I mean, it's not a coincidence. Yeah. It's like higher level of consciousness, honestly. You're reminding me of something I was just discussing on a very compelling date the other day. Oh. Um, there is something. Um, was it actually compelling or? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm, I know sometimes you can't tell if I'm <laughs> It was great. It's something called the allegory of the cave and it's a philosophical. Have uh, you sound like you've heard of it? Yes. Yeah. But so it, yeah. people that live in a cave, you know, it's hypothetical. You live in a cave and all you see are shadows of things and, you know, that's all you know and that is your world. Mm-hmm. And then say someone gets out of the cave and they go see the rest of the world and say, that's you. Mm-hmm. If you come back into the cave, can you describe what you saw to everyone else? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And would they think you're crazy? Probably. Mm-hmm. And but in that context, you would be. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's people that come out of the cave and look around yes. versus people that are still in it. And everyone's got to come through realizations in their own time. Mm-hmm. And some people are just busy. They're just bogged down with work, the world, you know, life. And yeah. if they're not eating properly, I don't feel like the mind can really reach its potential if you're not eating properly. I agree 100%. I think that nutrition should be the first step for everybody because you just can't think clearly, I feel like, without it, you know? Do I think nutrition at this point in my life is the most important? No, but I think it has to be the first step because I don't think you can realize what's more important until you are thinking better. Right, and all the toxins that are in, like, foods, like, Mm -hmm. even just MSG, like, I just got some allergy testing done and it said it was, like, through the roof, like, red, double red zone for MSG for me and... I used to love Doritos. I ate them all the time as a kid. <laughs> MSG all day and that stuff. Jesus. Yeah, so I mean, if you're putting neurotoxins in your body regularly, how are you going to be your best self? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Gotta face the truth, people. Don't <laughs> eat neurotoxins. <laughs> do I your love best. it. I love it. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this information. You just like, you always blow my mind with everything that's in your head. And thank you. I know we just scratch the surface, but can you just tell everyone, like, they want to get in touch with you if they want to work with you? How would they go about doing that? Where do they find you? Sure. So, uh, got Instagrams, obviously, at Clear Stem Skincare. And then at SD, like San Diego, Acne Clinic. Um, so you can call us and book an appointment. Um, I am qu- kind of not taking new patients at the moment, but I have two wonderfully trained girls who both are acne sufferers because I don't hire anyone who hasn't dealt with it. Um, so yeah, they're getting ple- people clear left and right. I'm so proud of them. So um we can absolutely take new patients there. And then if anyone is not in San Diego, they can get a ton of information on ClearStem's website. And it's just clearstemskincare.com. So that list of pore clogging ingredients, I think everyone should bookmark that on their phone and use it. Next time you're at Sephora or Ulta and you want to look at something, you know, you're thinking about buying it, just flip to the back immediately. Flip to the back, look at the ingredients, scan them. It might be great, but if it's got a, you know, a pore clogger in it, you can put it back on the shelf, save your time, save your money, save your skin. Yeah, I have it printed out. Well, I think you gave me a printed copy, but I'm really glad it's printed out because I just like, it's always right there. Yeah. I just keep it on my desk. So yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you again so much, Danielle, for coming on the show and sharing all of her knowledge about skincare and how to get that clear, vibrant, beautiful skin that you've always been wanting. You can find more from her at clearstemskincare.com and on Instagram, just head to clearstemskincare. Everything's going to be right there. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you 
you share it. Make sure you tag us in it so we can see that you loved the episode. Let everyone you know know about the episode. Send it to someone who can benefit from it. And if you haven't already left a rating interview on iTunes, that would mean so much to me. And make sure you join our Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe, to connect with other listeners. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, an incredible rest of your week, and I will chat with you again next time. Bye.